difficult, 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 you guys we're in person we're together again we're in the same room it's incredible it's amazing i'm in new york city and my knees hurt yeah <laughs> i'm walking i'm not used to it <laughs> all the stairs i forgot about the stairs it's great uh i'm marie or aka <laughs> sore knees old, old, old knees <laughs> <laughs> and i'm katie uh, A.K.A. Knees are used to it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the Difficult Women podcast, and we are potting to you right now from Katie's basement in Bushwick, Brooklyn, and it is a glorious time to be alive. It is. It is really exciting. What a fun trip for, I mean, for all of us, I was going to say for you, but I mean for me too. <laughs> but for you, because you haven't been back in New York. I know. F- since you left. Yeah, was- since October. Oh, yeah. So I'm back, back in it. Uh, it's July, as we all know, and it is. It's I'm not used to the strapping of the mask on my face. Mm, yes, we are doing that more here than in, in the Tennessee. subway system. Yeah, it being July. So that's the only. That's been the only biggest. And now I have just like a face full of mask knee. Yeah, that's so uh, that's good. That's fun. But Tennessee, you know, we don't do that, and uh, we're probably gonna get it. <laughs> Probably gonna there get was, it. Did you see that there's a new? It's not Nashville, but like, did you see there's like all these hot spots now that are? Um, it's like all the places that people are really like resisting vaccination, and they were saying just these few, not even giant towns, mm-hmm. are gonna take down the entire United States uh, because yeah. they're just mm-hmm. they're gonna, that's where everything's gonna be a problem. Yeah, there's a part of Tennessee, but not Nashville. Yeah, but so if you don't know this by now, uh, us reformed whores are really into getting vaccinated. We're super into vaccinations. We're into it. Get stuck, stick, stuck, stuck. stuck. Get pricked. Stick, get yeah. get yourself. Don't be some- a prick. Get pricked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just over it. I'm not even like nice about it anymore. Like if you're not, if you're anti-vax, I, I, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Unless here's the only caveat to that you're a baby or something then like you're not like allowed to get it yet or if you're somebody that like legitimately has a medical reason that Mm because I know that there are but that's a reason why you should get vaccines there are people that want to but can't right and to protect those people it you know that's why we do it Mm -hmm. and you know why we get vaccinated not only to help yourself and you know stay alive but to help others yeah that's the whole thing that is the whole point that's the whole fucking thing so that's our little vaccination <sighs> time Get off our anyway box, it's great to be in new york more we, fun things yeah we went to a party last night we did go to a party <laughs> can you believe it as like one of the few parties i've been to oh it was fabulous it was in an apartment with no furniture <laughs> because they were staying sort of at a friend's vacated apartment and I feel like we were in college. It, yeah, I it felt, felt like, like we were in a dorm room before we were allowed to like move into the dorm or something. Yeah, or, or boys' dorm room where there was just nothing in it. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> I feel like there was like dorms that we'd go to. I remember there were these like there would be boys or parties where like they would actively choose to have like the common room not have anything in it so that they could have big parties. Oh, so you'd be like in an empty dorm basically. 
Yeah, with a keg. Yeah, they, we should have brought a keg. That's we the had, only thing I There were some guys in our dorm that they had a keg there always. Like they, I mean, they couldn't finish it, so they it just was there, and it went bad over months. But like they kept drinking from it. Well, I think I've told this story, but one time we threw a party, and we were not supposed to have kegs in our dorms at all. And I, I would just go in New York. It was like hard to sneak a keg into your dorm. <laughs> But we did it, and we got this like keg of Bud Light up there. We're gonna throw this rager. We invited everybody we knew, and not a single person oh, came. <laughs> Nobody Katie. came. I cried that night. I was like, "This is terrible." And then we had this giant keg of Bud Light, and the rule, and they, we had to return the keg within a certain amount of time, so it wasn't gonna sit there forever. But like, we had a rule that you couldn't leave the dorm unless you had like a cup of Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be like nine in the morning, oh, running no. off to like ballet class. I'm like, I gotta get my Bud Light in. Because we just uh, partly it was not because it was a waste. It was because it was so fucking heavy. Oh yeah. Like, how do we roll how this thing back out? How did you get it up there? Um, one of my roommates like snuck it. Behind through the back ele- there's like a back mm. elevator or something mm-hmm. I don't really know how they did it I was like I don't want to be involved in that part because I didn't want to get like caught but they didn't I mean right. or maybe they kind of like slipped the doorman a five or something and we're like we're gonna push this keg up the stairs okay yeah <laughs> we did it I mean it was like a whole thing I I just it was that was the saddest non-party that ever happened oh yeah I never bought a keg I always went and partook in the kegs and did the keg stands and did, just did any, anything. They were like, Marie, I dare you to do this. I was like, like all right. All right. Yeah. Killed so many brain cells in college. It's fine. I'm paying for it now. It's fine. Yeah. Weak knees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all those keg stands. All those keg stands really ruined your knees. I don't know how. I don't know how. But. I was doing it weird. I yeah. just don't ask. <laughs> yeah. thing, Appalachian State, you have to like throw your knees. It's fine. Anyway. Uh, um, so <laughs> I thought it was funny last night drunkenly we we're like we're after the podcast tomorrow what are we gonna do and at we were uh, drunkenly thought it was a brilliant idea to do a wake and bake episode which i'm glad we didn't because i'm not really <laughs> the wake and bake type yeah so we opted not to do the wake and bake because you know yeah it's not a great idea <laughs> no but kinda... it was a really good idea last night yeah when we excellent. were when i was a little high and i was right. like yeah let's just keep the trend going uh, but yeah, no, no, we're not doing that. But we're we're just gonna kind of catch up and talk about this one particular television show that I can't stop there talking is about. Is this show? And I do think, <laughs> and the reason why I think this is gonna be sort of an interesting episode is that the the themes of the show. <laughs> and I don't know if this is a show that people are aware of because I was certainly not aware of. I don't know how you found it. It was trending like number two oh, on so Netflix. So maybe people do know about it. I'm pretty sure they do. Okay, well, we won't keep you in suspense any longer. The name of the show is called Sex Slash Life. That's oh, how they spell it. Sex, sex life. life. Sex Life. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. It is. It reminds me very much of a Skinamax movie, but it's a whole show. But it's also... I mean, it's as terrible, but it's fun. I don't know. It's sort of weird and fun. We're not going to give any spoilers. So I'm just telling myself that. Marie, don't spoil yeah, this. Yeah, don't spoil it for everyone. Because I do think people show. should. <laughs> it's a brilliant show. It's trending. It's, it's No, fine. I mean, it's, it's everybody fun. Everybody likes it. It's definitely it. fun. It's, and it's worldwide. Like, across the world, it's trending. So yeah. I think that's it's really Because everybody has sex all over the world. Yeah. Not that's just America. <laughs> But the themes in this, so okay, so I watched this this television show in one sitting, uh, just straight through for like ten hours. I don't even know, but I binged the whole thing, and then proceeded to have like a uh, a little bit of a 
mental breakdown of just not too much, but I did have a therapy session and talked to my therapist <laughs> all about it because I just am so fascinated with this idea, the, the theme of like, it's her life is like she settled down and this is in the first episode. No, so and this see. is what the show is about. Yes. She settles down. She she marries this wonderful guy, Cooper, and they move to of course, his name is Cooper. <laughs> of course. They moved to Connecticut and she has two babies. And I think it's really neat what they're also exploring is like postpartum depression. Sure. And yeah. Well, and like, and then so here, this is the real part of the show, though. She, mm-hmm. So she's happily married and everything. And then this like ex lover kind of worms his way kind of back into her life and into her mind and all that stuff. And then the kind of chaos that ensues within her married life and, and choices like, what did I make the right choice? What is my, what is the, my future look like? Because she was like a New York City party girl turned, you know, settled down person. And like, that's one of the things, too, I think that, like, I think we specifically think about a lot not settled down. And I imagine people mm-hmm. that are settled down think about this, too. But it's like the trade-offs. Yes. The right. Trade-offs. So, like, when you... Security. Right. Versus yeah. and I, danger. And, and I don't think this is... A, I wouldn't say this is a spoiler either, but, like, I think it's kind of obvious. But one of the reasons, like, why in this... In the show, this girl, this woman... Uh, goes to Cooper like to get married and have a stable life is because she'd been with so many people in yeah, the she past. Yeah, she was sexually just, free. Which well, she was sexually free, but she like was being her bro- heart was getting broken left and right, right by all these player type guys. So she was like, I need something more stable in my life. And then she ends up with a nice guy who like, and then she has a family and she gets married and she gets the stability that she wanted at that mm-hmm. time. But this is the thing to me. This is like always the kicker because that like. When you're on the side of the party girl scene where your heart is getting, there's a lot of drama and you're get your heart is getting broken over and over again, then you're like, fuck this shit. Right. I'm not being putting up with this shit from these idiot dudes anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you like lean into hopefully finding somebody that you're like, oh, this is someone I can like settle down with. But then the problem is <laughs> it's you boring. settle down. Yeah. And stability can some, not always, but stability for some people can feel boring. So that's sort of like the fear on the other end, right? And I'm I'm not saying anything revolutionary. I mean, I know we're all of us kind of have these battles within our jobs, within our relationships, within all sorts of places in life. But it's but specifically this like I think that what was It's good guy versus bad guy. That's how yeah. I get but yeah. also okay, first things first. My therapist was like, Marie, right. this is a television show. Right, it's not real. <laughs> and then cut to me explaining then like the the uh, plot line of Sex in the City <laughs> then right. too because I mean it's the same type of story and again fictional story but Aiden versus Mr. Big right and she ends up with Mr. Big right spoiler alert <laughs> Sex yeah, in the City sorry. spoiler alert which is so funny um, but what I like was just trying to kind of pick away at is because I definitely have had the patterns of choosing the bad guys like I love a dangerous like a tortured artist that needs help fixing their brain or you know their life or whatever I'm like I am so there for that but uh, yeah I feel like at my age now I'm just done with that type of like I'm not I'm fixing myself now right and I'm really I've done the work and I'm ready to like meet the right person where like we can be a team together and there's no like fixing involved but like you said it's can 
I guess it can be boring. Or I guess that's the fear. I think that because like Ugh, I'm ther- so scared, Katie. The therapy conversations that I've had with, before my therapist goes with me um, <laughs> in the pandemic uh, were kind of about that too. Though it's like I think that some of the fear that I do have around settling down comes from ideas about what settling down looks like, and that like that there's a fear that it it, it will look boring. But her point always was. That's just what you think it's going to be. But you don't necessarily know right. until you meet the people you want to. You know, what I mean, if it's if you're with someone and you're bored, then don't marry them. <laughs> you know what I mean? If that's what it comes down to. Um, so that that's sort of part of the. But also how important is sex? Like, Well, I mean, for I think that is also a person to person like relationship thing. Mm-hmm. But like I know I know that it is of quite a lot of import in my life right now. Sex but, is very important. Yes. Yes. But also like, but I also don't want to end up with someone that like wants to have sex like six times a day every day, which happens, right? Because that's like a bad match. Because it's like, look, I love sex. I want to have sex. I don't necessarily want to have it six times a day, <laughs> 30 days a month, personally. Right. Right. So it's like, that's also like a whole, like, it just, it's that it's just one more thing you got to find the balance for. Right. Well, it's just, I mean, the show, guys, I, take it or leave it. You know, I i just, I really, it made me really stop and think of, like, what is it that I really want? And then also, like, the, yeah, the fear of settling down. But then, like, you know, I've been dating and trying to meet a partner and that sort of thing. But, like, what is really, really important? And I think in my 20s, it was, like, this dangerous, tumultuous, sexual, very, very sexual, <laughs> like, escapades. But now, yeah, this television show really did make me well, stop and think, like, what yeah. is security? But then how much sex is so important? So I, well, no, I, I mean, I think that's, I, I think you have to honor the fact that sex is important. But there was this great, like, meme or something that I found. Uh, it was somebody's quote. I don't remember who. I'm not good at citing my sources. Um, and they were saying in the quote, they were like, the thing about love and sex is that, like, you know, it's actually more boring and surfacey and not that interesting to jump from like lover to lover to lover because you're just doing the same moves over and over you got your moves maybe you do something kind of fun and it's in the excitement comes from like the sort of like surface level of the sex but they were saying like the best sex right. comes from people that you're with for a long time because they know your moves so you have to go deeper you got to be more creative you got to you have to make an a real effort and in that effort you learn about yourself. You learn about your partner. Ooh. You connect on a deeper level. And you that is not possible with people you don't know very well and sleep with kind of casually. You're mm. just not going to reach those. That's not the, that's not the, if you're like searching for the epitome of sex, you're not going to find it in a casual relationship. You can only find it with someone that you are with for a long period of time because it's sex is more than just like stick it in my butt. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think that that's I've had. Yeah, I've had inklings of that experience with people where mm-hmm. you're like just scratching the surface. But then imagine if you're with them for a long time, like a really long time, and you really put the effort into like keeping that spark alive that's when you find like magic but people don't do don't always put in the effort 
And I think that, and especially oh, my chest hurts. Well, especially in this like day and age, everybody wants like instant gratification, right? And and we talk about this on the pod all the time. It's like sex is not just penis and vagina, right? right. Sex is like no. an experience, or it can be this right. like transcendental experience. And I don't even mean it in like a hippy dippy way. I mean like just regular old people that don't even meditate can have like incredible connections with their partners. But it's you have to be putting in the effort with your partner. But I think that that's like what's special about monogamy and not even just monogamy, but what's special with long term relationships is that you get to like if you put if you want and you and you make the effort, you learn about yourself and other people at a deeper level than you can if you're just a playgirl or a playboy. And there's nothing wrong with being just a casual person out there in the world, but you're missing something in Mm -hmm. life. What about these people that are married? And then they're fantasizing about past lovers or, or I mean, surprise, surprise, married people cheat, you know? And like, totally. But then how, so I guess this is what just kind of has freaked me out a little bit of just, and I mean, marriage and commitment and stuff, I've, I'm working through all that as well. But to find yourself in a marriage where sex is not important, then what do you do? I mean, but this is why I think like, and I don't mean this is a joke, but it's coming out of my b- mouth like a joke. In it, but it's like, that's why divorce exists. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I know. Like, because I think that you, I don't, that I don't mean that as like a solution in sense like, oh, if it's not working, then just get divorced. I don't mean that. I mean, you put the effort in because mm-hmm. no one is ever prom. I mean, we, in this world, we say that like, oh, if you get married, it's like a fantasy after the wedding for the rest of your life. And mm-hmm. we know that that's not true. And it's like any long-term commitment, there's going to be, I, there's not a single couple that I know. Right. That I've ever, ever met, even the best couples, anytime you're like, oh, my God, you guys are like a dream come true couple. A lot of times they're like, yeah, you know, ups and downs. Ups and downs. And yeah, you're like, right, that's honest. just what it is. And that, and again, that some people don't want to put the effort in. So they want to sort of live the I keep calling it the party lifestyle, but I even just mean like the non-committal, like just not, you know not settling down with anybody eventually. And that's fine. That's definitely a choice. But I think that you lose something in that, too. You know, mm-hmm. that's sort of my feeling about it. And I think that that's true. But you also have to find the right person because I think that we talked about this the other day. But like the other thing that scares the living shit out of me is like marrying people for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's so many people that they think like, well, things aren't great now, but once we get married, it'll get better. Or have a baby. And once, yeah, yeah. and then it's not better after the marriage. Well, once we have a baby, it'll get better. And it's like, well, maybe you guys weren't a good fit to begin with. Mm-hmm. So that to me is a real problem too but you know for me that has to do with like communication yeah what is coming down to is it cooper and what's her name didn't communicate <laughs> yeah, i mean definitely something well and then she keeps saying and again i don't oh. think this is a spoiler but she says in the show like all the time she's like he doesn't know that this is who i am yes he, this, yes, she, he yes. didn't know that i had this life before i'm like what the fuck did you guys talk about before you got married <laughs> Like, you don't have to say, like, I slept with this many people or you don't have to, like, divulge every private thing. But you could be like, I was a party girl and I went out there and, like, that was a really big part of my identity. And, like, so jumping into this marriage is going to be different for me. Right. Like, that's a – why aren't people having conversations about that shit? Well, I'll tell you why. Because I've definitely had relationships where I've been completely honest with, like, my sexual needs and I get slut-shamed by my own partner. But then that person is not your person. 
Well, I know, but it's But still, that's the thing. I, I think know. this is where we ha- all have to like all of us is like a, a, ladies, a gentlemen, everybody. everybody. Yes. It's like, look, you if you if you're not if a need is not getting met, you have to have a com- conversation about it. That the conversation <sighs> does not mean that you're going to agree. There's mm-hmm. no guarantee that like whatever, but that but I think that as I'm on my <laughs> we're on a spiritual we're both on journeys, journey, yes. what I'm learning is that like it's not about other people it's about you Mm. and it's about how much you love yourself and if you have a person in your life that is like shaming you or making you feel bad or anything we stay with those people because we don't think we deserve better Mm. you accept the the love you think that you accept the type of love you think you deserve right and you and you teach other people how to treat you and that's one thing that I've had to reckon with with some of these like bad relationships. It's like I participated in that bad relationship by staying. Right. So I can you can say like my boyfriend <sighs> was a dick. I'm like, sure. But he was, was a dick the whole time. Mm. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. at least he was a dick when you realized he was a dick and then you stayed. Mm. So it's like, what is that about for for us as individuals? And I know women certainly do this a lot, but I think, you know, men do it, too. But it's sort of like you. If you don't have if you're afraid to have the conversation what are you afraid of happening that they're gonna leave you well guess what if they leave you you're fine Mm. you're gonna be fine you were fine before you met them you're gonna be fine after they leave or if Mm -hmm. they if they leave but guess what happens if you have a conversation they don't leave you're you can grow together potentially you can like Mm. come to some understanding potentially you can have your needs actually met oh my god mind blown Mm -hmm. you know in a real like healthy way Mm -hmm. now it's not as exciting as someone breaking your heart and like the adrenaline rush you Mm. get from like being abused but Mm. like what is you know that kind of shit like that kind of adrenaline like drama it's a that is abuse yeah that is all that it is and Mm -hmm. we're addicted to like abuse Mm -hmm. abuses and we are addicted to abusing other people and like that kind of thing but that all comes from a place where like you're not loving yourself at all Mm. or not enough Mm -hmm. i shouldn't say at all but like that's that's the thing i think that like i'm learning the most about all this is like take each experience for what it is but then if you need more, you need something different or you don't like the way you're being treated, you, if you're afraid to say it, mm. th- then what, is, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Mm. It means that person, if you're afraid the person's going to break up with you, then that person's not your person. Right. And guess what? You can do better. Mm. That's the real thing. It's like you get mm-hmm. we get worried about people breaking up with us because we think we can't do better. And it's like that cousin or that girl or whoever is just not, they're just not right for you. Mm. And that might be right for somebody else. Mm-hmm. But- well back to sex life yeah like if she had just spoke to her husband and really told her how she was feeling rather than writing in her journal on her computer with no and then left it out in the open for him to read and then was like continuing to write in her journal after After knowing that he was reading i don't know i had a boyfriend once read my journal and it was such a betrayal of trust like do not read other people's journals just don't do it so i read Oh, a boyfriend's such, journal this once. This is my favorite story. This is like the worst thing that ever happened. But this is like the universe being like, don't read people's journals. Uh, there was a guy I was dating. I like to talk about like really feeling not worthy and not loving myself or whatever. There was this guy I was dating. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. 
but I could feel him pulling away and I was like freaking out about it and I and I just knew we were like getting to the end of the relationship type thing and I was so worried and he went and took a shower and he had a journal and I opened it and it was like a just I, the first page I like opened it to there was like a to-do list and it was like do my laundry get my groceries break up with Katie oh. <laughs> and I was like ah! it was like the worst thing <laughs> and then I like he didn't break up with me right away but it was then it's just like hanging over you but you know what I should have done then mm. if I like let's say I, everything led up to me reading that thing I should have been like okay he doesn't want to be in this so why would I want to be with someone mm. who doesn't want to be in this but I, you held tighter oh closer? I held tighter I was like what can I do to make him want to stay mm. with me which makes people weird I mean that energy is weird nobody wants that and in retrospect like I don't I'm so glad I'm not with that guy like he was fine but mm-hmm. like I don't he's not my person he right. was just like some guy I dated for nine months or whatever, mm. you know, but it was like I, I was so insecure and I was mm-hmm. so like not confident in myself and I really didn't think I deserved much of anything. And he was a nice guy. And I thought like, wow, this is the nicest guy I'll ever be able to be with, mm. which oh. is insane. Yeah. But that's also I know I'm not the only one that's felt that way. Right. Well, I've really tried to change my framing, my mind about dating. And instead of like, I hope he likes me. I hope he likes me. It's I'm trying to really focus on, do I like them? Right. I'm just getting to know them. Right. But it, it is that adrenaline rush of like another person liking you and like the totally. early whatever. But like you need to check. I, I'm just saying for myself, but I need to check myself and make sure that I actually like them. Absolutely. Why am I am I pining for them, or do I just want their affection, just to be like I won? Uh, yeah, I I mean, and I think that there is like a I won kind of feeling about that stuff, right? Like you winning them over mm-hmm. or whatever, or catching mm-hmm. them, and like that kind of chase thing. But all that chase stuff, I really do think, comes from like this feeling of lack inside of us mm. that is only filled within ourselves. I know I'm sound like a yogi person, but like, <laughs> but I think that's really true. Like, I don't think we we chase around. This is why capitalism works. Is mm-hmm. that we're being told over and over, <laughs> you have to buy this stuff to fill the hole in your uh-huh, heart. Uh-huh. And this person will fill the hole in your heart. And I'm learning, it's like, no one, even the best partner in the world can fill right. your heart. You can, it is already, actually, your heart is not even broken. It's always full, but you have to see it's already full. And and it only, it can only be filled and acknowledged like that by yourself. Yes. And it's that's what only my therapist you. told me when she wrapped up our session, because in the television show, this woman's like, I have 85% from my partner, but I'm missing 15%. And that's like his sexual passion, drama, danger, whatever. And I was telling my my therapist and she was just saying, you cannot get 100% out of anybody except yourself. Right. Right. Which is such an easy thing to to hear, but to actually practice and do in a relationship. Like, I mean, I'm I'm good by myself. I love. I'm like I'm cool. I love myself. But then you throw in a partner that like I really well, you know, like, or so, or you think you yeah, like, that I really like, like and whatever, I want them yeah. to like me, and I'm trying to figure out if I like them. Then that that 100 starts to kind of dwindle a little bit, unless you're. I think. I mean, I don't know, but I think when you're with the right person and you're communicating daily and and like really in it to win it. But I, I would say be... that even then, because I would I would have agreed with you like a couple months ago, 100% with what you said. And the only thing I would say, now I agree like 95%. What, <laughs> the only thing is that like even get... this chasing this idea that there's a perfect partner or even a, a really good fit and right. that's going to be the thing that fills you. It Even if you have the most perfect human on the planet, you still have to 
hold on to your 100% for yourself because that person will never fill you Mm -hmm. no matter how hard they want to how much they want to how much pressure for that person and how much pressure for you you. to like you know I mean it's just and even like it that's just not actually how it works you know what I mean at the end of the Mm -hmm. day and I honestly think we're kind of put on this planet to learn that Mm -hmm. because I think that we do have these like weird and and this culture that we live in definitely perpetuates it. You know, like mm-hmm. you're not enough until you shave your legs. You're not enough until mm-hmm. you, you know, lose that last five pounds. You're not enough until that man like thinks you're hot. You're not enough until like it's just constant. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we think that all the time. Mm-hmm. But what we don't no one ever tells us because it doesn't sell, you know, mm-hmm. Bacardi is that like you're already f- complete as you are right now. You don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. And also. And if you used to say this more about like that idea of like being like, I just want a cherry on top. Yeah. And that's I'm really the what it is. Yes. And, and you're a complete Sunday yeah. without anything else. And it's, or, and if even maybe the cherry is part of the Sunday, you're really like, I just need to sp- like, not even a spoon. I need like just a little bit of nuts on there. <laughs> just like a, <laughs> I just want a little I bit of nuts. I need nuts in my Sunday, but like it'd be uh, nice to have a I couple do nuts like those on my salty Whatever. That yeah. McDonald's you know? puts on. Yeah. Just need some nuts in my life. Oh, but, God. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, at that party last night, I was talking to one of the girls and she was like, are your parents still together? And I was like, yeah, for like 46 years. She's like, mine too. And then without skipping beat, she was like, kind of fucked me up. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, me too. I think that I'm like searching for perfection. Right. And nobody is perfect. But even your parents no would relation- probably agree that like, oh. their relationship wasn't perfect either. Well, my mom also, like whenever I'm dating somebody with an issue, she's like, well, you're going to break up with him and find the perfect person? Good luck. And I'm like, thanks, mom, yeah. for that advice. But, but I, I mean, mean, it's true. That's But I it mean, is true. Yeah. But you also, I mean, there's definitely red flags that you have to pay attention well, to. Well, I think so, also but- <laughs> one thing, too, is like in at least our like parents' generation, like there was so much pressure for them to be married. Like my mom right. w- at 26 she got married at 26 and she thought she was such an old maid mm. that she like she kind of had a small wedding because she was like, oh, I'm too embarrassed. Yes, like, I'm embarrassed that I'm so imagine? old. I'm an old. I'm going to be 75 and <laughs> be like, I did it. I might never get married. I don't even know what's going to happen. You I know? Know. But it's like but that but then I know my parents feel extremely freaked out that I'm not married. Mm. They're, they are mm. they they are so scared of that fact which then makes me freaked out by you know proxy Mm -hmm. but like i think that what i'm learning is like that's their problem like that's you know that's them like i don't you know i don't need to like take that because i was kind of like my my, my, when i was coming down to nashville my mom was like well make sure you wear lipstick on the plane because you never know who you're gonna sit next to and then you made the good point you're like yeah and your mask like who fucking (laughs) even see your lipstick like yeah and also what is that about right well, it's just unfortunate that still in today, 2021, a woman is not a full human being unless she has a partner or a husband totally. or a ha- yeah, family. And, and all I that honestly stuff. think that there's still feel the pressure some, of it. Yeah. And men certainly have more like, uh, I think that they do are allowed to feel more complete but there's certainly men out there too that want to find their like other half oh, and whatever so of course. it definitely is like but I think no matter what the men- the mentality is wrong, which is that like you're going to find this perfect person out there or there's somebody better out there or there's mm-hmm. something more or there's something or that you have to have anybody or that it has to be look a certain way like I think that what we're you know we're sort of moving toward especially with like things like polyamory and mm-hmm. stuff like that it's like every relationship can look different yes and every like partnership can but be different but it starts with communication you have to That's communicate all, yeah 
Yeah. You have to. And that's hard. I mean, I, I know that I've definitely had relationships where I was just so terrified to have a conversation because I was afraid they'd break up with me. Right. But, but that's the thing, right? Go by. Yeah. No. And that's, and I guess like what we have to learn is like, and what's so wrong with that? Yeah. What's so wrong with like, if someone wants to break up with you, then why are you together at all? Mm-hmm. Like why, if that's what you're afraid of, mm-hmm. then what, what are you guys doing? You know? But mm-hmm. I think that like also there's worlds in which you have a conversation you, t- you take a little moment to figure it out and then maybe mm-hmm. you realize no we do want to do this and you come back. I mean there's there's no oh, yeah there's no rule I'm going to a wedding to tomorrow where they broke up for a year and got back together and then we're in it to win it so like I mean yeah you, you know they know. both grew a yeah. lot yeah well okay so one other spoiler just one tiny tiny <laughs> tiny actually it's a big I was gonna say it's not so tiny oh god you get to see his penis you guys and it's like a horse dick <laughs> it's like a really big I'm sorry that is a spoiler but I honestly I don't think it's a spoiler I think it's like the well, reason to watch the show well you can't you, you you just have to watch you have to focus and then what episode was it episode I'm two not gonna three? tell you because oh, you guys okay. gotta watch okay. the show and All find right. it yeah <laughs> oh my god it's a little it's, it's hard a to fun miss. it's a huge surprise but I and, I and Katie think and I were texting pictures oh, of oh it back and forth I was like look at that thing oh god it's, I love little, it what I was gonna say it's a little much but it really makes you me think, think of a horse yes I think it's definitely real. I think that that guy if you watch the show he's very tall mm. he's a very large man yeah so it's Cooper not the that actor surprising. there he was he seemed very short which is like normal for actors right but like that guy Adam Demos I, I think follow he's him like on Instagram now he's really with that girl Oh, really? Yeah, I think they got together during the oh, show. They're together. His dick is so big. She was like, hell <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's a three-legged cowboy, let me tell you. He's a horse. <laughs> he's not even the cowboy. She rides him. Because that thing Beautiful is human huge. specimen. Oh, my God. So beautiful. I, lo- I, I think we need more of that. My problem, and this is where the skin mm. and next part comes in, mm-hmm. is like, I, I just want to see it hard. Because <laughs> you can't, you know, they're not allowed to show like for some reason a hard dick hard? is not allowed. But like, but what? And my thing that is, thing hard would look like this microphone stand. It would. I don't even. Or is there such thing as a as a shower but not a grower? <laughs> like, does it get smaller? That's I wonder, what you said. And there's a part of me. It's like, what if it, it shrinks it shrink? in no! and gets just like real thick and How short? Dare you? I don't know. How dare I don't you know. take away? But that's my why joy. I want to see it like all full up because I don't know <laughs> what it looks like. I imagine anyway. it gets very big, but I, I love it. It's I worth, just I it's love watching. Just I enjoyed the show. I know it's kind of it's a, very like, enjoyable. The other thing I really, if you do watch it, I encourage you to look at the set design of the children, oh. the child's room. I think that like I don't know who thought that was made any sense, but I couldn't I couldn't stop looking at how badly designed that room was and the bad acting of the children. Oh, the child. That if you just put like a little bit of horror music behind any scene that that kid is in, you're like, this is a terrifying show. It's like a, it could be a horror show. It's really bad. That Mommy, kid is- I want to show you something. Okay, please leave the house. Get out of the house. <laughs> no wonder she's fantasizing about her ex-boyfriend. I mean, honestly, and maybe the casting was perfect because it's you're like, yeah, I see yeah, why this you is a get horror show. Yeah, I don't. You shouldn't live. You should leave. <laughs> that's what, that's what the advice I would give to her. Oh, well, I just God. want to thank you, Katie, for letting me focus on this television show that kind of made me super obsessed it's, for it's a honestly days. really like it made me laugh a lot because there's a lot of weird moments um like the guy can i just tell this is not a spoiler because it's not a plot point but one of my other favorite parts of the show i'm just gonna tell it this is Uh-oh. a little bit of a spoiler okay uh he's australian 
Oh, yeah. And then there's a scene where he's like, come on with me. Because they're trying to show how dangerous he is, I guess. And he pulls her into the tracks of the subway. Oh, right. And then they walk through the tunnel of the subway. And then he tells a story about how he used to come down there when he was a kid. And I'm like, you're from Australia. Like, I don't know. And and who lets a, like, eight-year-old kid jump into the tracks of the subway? I was like, this is, this like, This is my the, happy place. It's, I was like, like how did you get, yeah, high. what? You can't, nobody, that's not real. I mean, it people is do a walk there, show. but they like are mole people and they live in the subway. Right. Or there's a documentary on that. It's fascinating. Yeah. Or my or my friend Tim, who one time very drunkenly walked would walk through the t- oh tunnels, but he did it kind of on the side. He didn't walk in the track. Or maybe he did. I don't know. My friend's brother came to New York from North Carolina and realized he was on the other side of the track, like going uptown when he needed to go downtown. So he ran th- across, and he thing. ran across. Did he get hit by the third round? No. Nope. That's real dumb. Don't but do isn't that. that the dumb? Yeah. It's the dumbest do fucking thing. Don't ever. do that. Don't do that. Don't do you it. You will most likely die. Yeah. Or at least people will be like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, if this episode has made you super duper horny. You know what you really need to check out? Donkey dicks. But like, <laughs> like, not like don't Google donkey dicks. But like you can get a dildo that's like the size of a dildo. Don't get like a dildo that is actually modeled on a donkey dick. But like... Just one that might be get a get a dil- get a donkey dick over here or a vibrator. <laughs> free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for fifty percent off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code Horio at checkout and get ten tantalizing free gifts: a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Ooh! Plus, free shipping. That's Horio. W H O R E O Horio at AdamandEve.com. Anyway, I, I I do like I do think that like this um this like you know issue is not un- it's probably a, a human condition issue which is that grass is always greener on mm. one hand but mm-hmm. also like you know you got to find the balance of like am i really happy in this thing am i not happy what am i looking for and everybody's thing is different mm-hmm. that's another thing too i've found in some relationships where like i've dated some people and i'm like why don't they want to settle down with me and the answer is like they don't want to settle down with anybody mm. so that has nothing to do with me Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so you have to, that's another thing I think we all have to like get better at is saying like this, the everybody's own thing is their own thing. Mm-hmm. And if your thing doesn't match with their thing, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you make choices accordingly. Right. Watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. Or don't. <laughs> no, uh, whatever. Did you like it better than Bridgerton? <laughs> uh, I watched more of it than Bridgerton. So I guess, yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> I was like waiting for more dunk dick. What do you binge watch? Nova. No, I don't know. <laughs> Is that show even on anymore? I love Nova. I don't. What do I binge watch? I don't really binge watch things. Yeah. I watch. Uh, I'm watching New Girl a lot. I'm always oh, kind of yeah. behind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shows. The show's like behind. 10 years old. But that's yeah. good. Catching up on it. Yeah. You just, sometimes you need a show that you can have in the background where you're not really watching. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's how I watched. Uh, this is a hot take. That's how I watched Shit's Creek too. It's like it was on. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It's good. It's fine. Well, write us in at difficultwomenpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you think of his big old dong and as well as any relationship stories or how do you keep your – I'm so fascinated by this, but how do you keep your marriage, you know, spicy? Alive, yeah. Or, you know, just your monogamous relationship that you've been in for a long time. Like how do you keep it going? 
Do you have check-in Fridays? Like, what's what's up? How do you do it? I hope you're talking to your partners. Or maybe you're not keeping it alive and you're freaked out. Yeah, and you want to come on the podcast and have your partner on, too. And we'll just, like, do a little intervention. Like, oh, that'd be fun. Oh, God, we would destroy people's lives. <laughs> <laughs> that's we would be not good at that. Oh, God. That. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's good. We won't do that. But, but if you want to write it and tell us stories, we'd like to – and it wouldn't mind having us read them. We'd like to hear stories. Yeah. Help us. That's right. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. We love you, but love yourself. You don't need us to love you. Love your just love yourself. Yes, that's right. A hundred percent. Ninety five percent. No, one hundred. Okay, one hundred ten. Yeah, you're born loving yourself. It's, it's all in there already. <laughs> Bye. Bye.